me! Episode 290. You've got to throw some cold water on this situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now, so when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. System activate. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. It's a tech podcast. Tech podcast. But we are a sh- ton cooler than your typical geek you guys rock and now here's will and trent this is mark evan jackson from everything you're listening to netheads well, thank, thank you, Mark. Thank you. Thank, uh, thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark, is what I'm trying to say. Sorry, Trent. I, uh, it's, it's fine. It's I, fine. Daddy's I, not mad. I'm glad. I'm glad you're not. I'm, I'm pretty perturbed. Anyway, folks, welcome. Another edition of NetHeads. That's right. NetHeads number 290, as Trent was nice enough to say. Uh, my name is Will. I'm Trent. If you want to take part in the program, you want, anyways, some Twitter, Trent, sing. Yeah, dude, just, just use the hashtag NetHeads. Uh, obviously, like our good friend Ash Williams, uh, but also Mike Driscoll, uh, Caper Girl Mel, many others. Uh, shout out to our good friend uh, Zach. Just use the hashtag NetHeads, whether you're listening live or uh, after the fact, or you just want to get a hold of us, um, and we're not doing our jobs that pay monies, uh, we'll get back at you. Hashtag NetHeads. Yeah, that's the idea. That's the idea. We're, we're here readily available and communicating with you whenever the heck we can. And we always like to hear from you, even if it's after the fact. I, I do especially like those moments where it's been a few days since uh, the, everything got posted and suddenly you're you're getting like a, a message popping up in hashtag NetHeads. That's always nice. And it's not somebody talking about basketball, but it's, that's not really the season for it right now, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's not March Madness. Nope, not yet. It's coming, though, because the, uh, the football, I know, the footballs is over <laughs> and now we're all, uh, we're all slowly inching towards the baseballs and the basketballs. You know, uh, your family being, uh, a, uh, sports fans in, in the realm of bases balls, have you watched Brock Meyer at all? Who be, what he went on? Was it the, the, the IFC television program, Brock Meyer? I haven't even heard of it. So I guess I'm playing Fantastic. my hand there. Fantastic. It's uh Hank Azaria. Uh, riffing off of uh, you know, the character he created for The Simpsons, Kent Brockmire. Uh, this is uh another Brockmire character who is a sportscaster, and uh, I mean, it's it's pretty crass, it's pretty dirty, and it's one hundred percent freaking hilarious. Uh, two seasons are on Hulu. If uh, if you want to catch up at all, I as as a bases balls fan, I I would assume that that your family might enjoy it. When I say your family, I mean not your children. Well, um, I you know what? Now that you mention it, I now finally remember it because it is it, it's like oldies. Uh, it's like the oldies baseball because he's got the slick back hair, thin mustache. Yep. He and he's he's and and I'm sure he's in full uh, what I like to call Hank Azaria mode, if you will. Oh yeah, he he's like deep into this character. It's fantastic. Okay, well you know ain't nothing wrong with that, my friend. Nothing wrong with that at all. Um, uh, was there anything else I wanted to say? Uh, no, I got nothing on that. But I'll be sure to check that one out. I really will. Yeah, it's 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 great. Uh, short seasons too. I think there's like ten episodes. Super funny though. Uh, Amanda Pete uh, is in the fir- uh, heavily in the first season. Very funny. It's great. How many seasons is that in now? Two, two so far. I think I think the third season might be airing now. Oh, okay. Very cool. Very cool. I'm not sure. You know, I'm 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 on the Hulu schedule of things. I understand. I I know exactly what you're talking about there. As a matter yeah. of fact, I've been spending a lot of my time on Hulu lately, Trent, in a completely useless fashion, because I I I you forget some things, Trent. We live in a world now where there are these brothers, these Russo brothers, right? And these guys, uh, they have they've been helming the America's captain. And and then mm-hmm. they switched over to the uh, the Avengers and mm-hmm. and directing the uh, the Infinity War and and yep. the follow up Endgame, yep. and you forget that these were some of the producing partners and episode directors of of one of our former favorite television shows, Community. Community, yeah. And uh, and so I have decided that uh, I would go back. I've convinced myself the answers to uh, to Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> 
<laughs> they're are, in community somewhere. I, you know, it, look, I, <laughs> I, I think I'm on something here. I mean, if you look at community, it had alternate universes. It had uh, very meta storylines. Actually, you know what I will tell you is I've already determined exactly where uh, community jumped the shark. And it was it was the it was after immediately after the Abed uh, claymation Christmas episode. Oh yes, because after that it goes from from genius to absurd. It was borderline on the D and D episode for sure. So sure. So really, yeah. you know, uh, I think that that community sadly did probably peak within season two, even though it did get up to six seasons. But I will say that one of the episodes uh, predating that uh, same said uh, jumping of the shark was the one you may not remember it. Abed is, uh, he goes into like a Terminator-like mode where he is this vicious uh, insult dealer to uh, everyone. Because yes. the, the girls that he rolls with, uh, they are uh, smitten or smoten, smoted by the mean girls. And then uh, Abed apparently has an, an uncanny talent for it. And in one of the uh, smited, I think, is the is the past tense. Smitten is an uh, is an uh, adverb. Oh, I thought it was a, a special brand of mittens. I uh, sold it to Secret Stash it's for cats. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> the uh, kittens. So the, in that episode, Abed is running a heads up display very similar to the Terminator, uh, like we saw in right. the, in the show, and and in it. It has just some of the in in this day and age where you've got high definition and the ability to pause. Uh, the heads up display has so many elements of the season to come in it. Like Abed, Abed has a reminder to record Cougar Town. He's got oh, right, right, yeah. The, the to do list is to build a blanket fort, fort uh, to order uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer and schedule time with Mom. So they just like put so much out there of what was coming up right in that very in that in that silly heads up display. Oh yeah. Well, and it's it's crazy like how prolific their uh television uh directorships and yeah, mostly directorships goes. Like they uh, between the two of them they did 14 episodes including the pilot of Arrested Development. Um only their second project they ever uh directed in television um was the pilot. Uh and then uh you know, uh Community, uh increasingly poor decisions of Todd Margaret which I loved. Uh Happy Endings, a show that was ended far before it it, it should have. Uh, same thing goes with Animal Practice and uh, their uh, producers on um, the new uh, premiere that uh, Mr. Smith went to a couple weeks ago, uh, the comic book adaptation of uh, Rick Remender's Deadly Class. Yeah, the sci-fi television show. So, yeah. so yeah, I mean, they've got very, they got a long tail in TV now, and and we sort of saw certain elements of it, like uh, Civil War, the uh, the uh, the stair stair car from Arrested Development was in there, and and oh, actually, right. yeah. oh, that's right, yeah, you're right. And in there two uh, Captain America helmed episodes, uh, both uh, Winter Soldier and Civil War. Uh, there was all there was uh, in each of those at least one of the actors from Community. In the first one, we had uh, the guy who played Abed. He was one of the uh, Shield agents uh, that was working at the Treskillian when they were coming in, and then. Uh, at the very beginning of Civil War, we had uh, Rash. What's his What's his first name? Jim Rash. Uh, uh, yes, Jim Rash. Jim Rash, uh, so, Academy Award winner Jim Rash, who has also uh, played our 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 most favorite dean of all time, right? Yeah, um, and uh, the, also um, uh, Adam Pally uh, was in Winter Soldier, I think, uh, as the um, the the guy who's like kind of in love with Captain America without knowing that he's Captain America in the Apple store. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with and, you. Yeah, and he was on uh, uh, Happy Endings. Oh, there you go. See, so they work all these little elements in, which is nice that they pay those tributes. Speaking of Infinity War, I know last time we went hard and heavy, Trent, into mm -hmm. the tech talk at the very beginning. We uh, did. But I'm definitely not going to go that route because, you know, the big game happened on Sunday, or as I like to call it, Snackapalooza. Yeah, um, and and this year was very uh, challenging because we are very uh, heavily into the uh, WW program, and I'm not talking about something I made up. You know, we're following them Weight Watchers points, and yes. so uh, I had to come up with uh, what I would consider Weight Watchers approved type of snacks. Oh, okay. So I came up with a. Uh, we found a recipe for a uh, Cajun chicken potato skins, which were really good. Ooh. Um, and then I had salsa oh. and the guacamole. So you use like a do you use like a chicken broth to give it the chicken flavor? 
No, 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 no. There's really cube chicken in there because on the free, oh, on the okay, freestyle okay. program, chicken is no points, Trent. I know, oh. I, I know this makes no sense, uh, but you know, and that's what they tell you to. Just because something is no points doesn't mean you can eat all you want of it. Right? You yeah, still yeah, yeah. practice uh, sound thinking. Um, sorry, I've got a new light in here, and I just keep staring up at it now, which is yeah, go, it's going to blind. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go blind. Go, t- go towards the light. No, no. I, in the end, you remember she said <laughs> to stay away from the light. So oh that's yeah, what I've yeah, yeah. That's do. right. That's right. Um, so with uh, with that, you know, we had to come up with the snacks, and and uh, there was a funny moment, Trent. I gotta, I, I have to bring this up. I tweeted about it too, and I'm not proud of this, okay? Because mind you, my my teenage daughter Emily had gone with a friend uh, to feed her horse, take care of her pig, because that's the kind of area I live in. Yeah, and um, and you know, she had no interest in the Super Bowl, and clearly neither did her friend. So uh, it was just Denise. It was Blair who made a, a special appearance uh, on the last show. She did. She did. Um, and these are the only people that are in the room. And the moment I notice that an Avengers Endgame commercial is on, it's it's almost like I'm in a crowded hall and I of strangers because suddenly I just Whoosh. brought everybody shut up. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I don't, you I'm get s- looks like who the hell's this guy? But it was just my <laughs> wife and my kid who who mind you weren't speaking at that given yeah. moment yeah it was just a, it was just a reaction right it's, it's fight or flight it was <laughs> it was in. it wasn't it was a knee-jerk reaction but uh it was i was very interested to discover that there were basically only uh very few good commercials this super i don't know if you watched any of it but no i i did not i watched uh the second season of uh the punisher instead oh there you go i still haven't you know not not building a big case for netflix I still haven't watched it. <laughs> okay, um, sure, sure, mainly sure, because sure. I saw one review that just said it still suffered with the with the Marvel Netflix issues, which led me to believe, okay, it's thirteen episodes and there's some padding in there. So uh, anyway, there weren't very many good commercials in my opinion. Amazon had a great commercial where they talked about their failed products that they didn't come out uh, with, and it featured like Harrison Ford and his dog has an Alexa collar for dogs. Okay, um, yeah, I, I heard some colleagues talking about that one. Yeah, that was a good one, and then there was one for the uh, for the bubbly soda. It's a it's like a mineral water with flavor and like uh, a like like a Lacroix. Yeah, but uh, and in it, it's got uh, Michael Bublé calling it Bublé. And so it, that was comical, but not really okay. great commercials. And I was very shocked to find that Marvel, both for uh, Endgame and for Captain Marvel, they definitely uh, didn't. Re- they know they don't have to advertise these things because it was a 30 second spot that was nothing but teaser clips, really. Sure. It was yeah. just montages. And uh, it, interestingly, though, I mentioned both Netflix and now Captain Marvel. I don't know if you know this, Trent, uh, but the line in the sand has been drawn. Captain Marvel is officially going to be the first movie that will not be going to Netflix. It will be going to the new Disney Plus uh, ah. that will be coming later in 2019. Okay. Okay. So their that makes subscription sense. service, you know, we've got some things to look forward to with the with uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision and with uh, uh, Winter Soldier and, and, you know, who it doesn't matter. They're just going to throw all this original content as try to get us to subscribe. Right. Um, but uh, but I was I was interested to find that out. So that's going to be the first one because, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp was dropped on Netflix. And I, I saw. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, that that we got that one. But that's it. I mean, that's that's the last Marvel movie that came out. So that is the, there will be no more Marvel movies on Netflix, at least no new ones coming to it. Um, did Doctor Strange ever make it to Netflix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did ages ago. It came and okay. went. Okay, okay. Ew, I guess is, is as you say, huh? Yeah, I- exactly. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, uh, you you sent me the link from from Deadline, and they're saying, um, well. First and foremost, I I hope that they have a uh, the rights to use the Hollywood sign um, on their uh, headmast. Um, but that being said, uh, I uh, I do. They said 150 million um, profit <laughs> I, I, loss. Right? I get it. Why you say that now? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, that's yes, that's 150 million that they won't be getting from Netflix. However, it you've got to factor into how much they're going to be making off of new subscriptions to the service, right? My guess is it's probably going to be a wash. I I don't think the mouse makes uh, decisions without running the numbers first. 
I well, I, you know what? They've got so much money. I think the yeah, the it, reality it, is they don't except care. Except for launching solo when they did. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Well, I just I just think they're really at the point where they're market proof and they don't care. They just don't care. It doesn't matter. And that's right. why like they didn't really have to show us much with Captain Marvel and Endgame because those are respectively one month and a little over two months away. So right. What do they care there? Um, I, I am I'm with you though on on the solo thing. I'm still baffled why they released it when they did. Why it came out in May? It makes no sense. I still think that would have been a, yep. a movie that had been received differently had it come out just a mere uh, you know five Thanksgiving eight. weekend. Yeah. There was no big releases on Thanksgiving weekend. That's a that is a high spot for for launching off. You know the the last. Uh, you know, sex part of the, of the season, you know, rushing right into the, to the end of the Oscars. Like yeah, to me, you got everybody wanting no to get sense. away from family. Exactly. Right? Yep. yep. No, <laughs> t to me. And, and, and we already had like blockbuster fatigue just two weeks prior. Uh, and, and people were still going to see uh, Avengers when, when solo came out, you know? So it was, uh, they kind of cannibalized their own market on that one. Well, uh, and that's a, it's an that's an interesting point you bring up too because when you think about it, if I'm not mistaken, Black Panther was out on home video and still in theaters because it was making so much money. Yeah, makes so, sense. And and I'll tell you, there's uh, there's some items somewhere behind here on my wall that that came out from I didn't even attend the special fan event from solo but turnout was so low for it we got them like i got the the, the dice here. oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah so yeah you were saying the 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 uh because you guys you guys weren't there for the fan event but you were there no. same day right yeah yeah exactly and yeah and, and now they're actually doing fan events three weeks in advance for any one of the ticketing services um like uh i you could have seen uh how to train your dragon early there was another one that came out early, you know, if you use these services. And, you know, I'm still trying to burn through an amazing prize that Emily won when we were on the IMDb boat. I haven't paid for a movie now for a year. I'm just waiting for that Adam uh, gift certificate to run out uh, for the Adam app, which is really great. I do have to say, uh, between, like, the different movie service apps you can get, even though AMC is very much oriented towards their own service now, you know, they have their own a list and you can see like three movies a month and oh okay all see, that, that to me that's yeah that's that's smart to me man well yeah because that way you get you get you get them coming in and you're making your yep. money at the concession stand so exactly. what do you care yep. um but uh with the adam app i will say the one thing i do like about it is not only was i able to add the stubs reward card to it but it also uh, had that there for me, so that way they're like, and your Stubbs reward number, your your phone, and I'm like, can you scan that? And zip zap zoop, they did it, which is great because I I'm I can't log into my Stubbs account for some reason. I don't know why. It's just hmm. it's eluding me, Trent. It's eluding yeah. me. Yeah. Um. It it got away from me, and well, I can't get back you in. Know, I sometimes I, you you, 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 keep... you opened up the stubby the stubby Pandora box, and it's just it's out there. And it's uh, it's gotten away from you. That's fine. Well, more importantly, you keep telling me or you keep bringing up, well, are you using a password management program? And I don't. And still, I am plagued to this day by not remembering <laughs> passwords now. Having to reset them on a constant basis. I just did today because I just had to. Okay. Last show, I mentioned that uh, one of my coworkers, I did mention this, right? One of my coworkers challenged me to the Apple fitness competition thing. I don't know if you mentioned it on air last week. Okay. If you follow me on social media, I know I pointed out the fact that I, I'd love for you to follow me on Instagram. And thank you to all the people that did. I've now gotten at least a 20-person buffer away from my daughter. So Oof. I've still remained Oof. being cool. Uh, my favorite response <laughs> was... Close. Will, I followed you on Instagram because we just can't let the youth of America win. So I'm like, okay, yeah. dude, whatever whatever it takes. I'm with you on that one. Um, so uh, one of my coworkers had done that. They, they challenged me through the fitness app because you can do this uh, through Apple's activity features. You can, you can not only share your activity with friends, but then you can challenge them to a competition. And in this case, I was, uh, I'm like, oh, okay, sure, click. And then I'm like, wait a minute, this guy's 20 years younger than me. <laughs> what the hell am I thinking? Uh -oh. uh, but thankfully, he didn't pay attention to the way it works. Long, boring story short, 
there's three areas. There's movement, there's exercise, and then there's standing. Those are the three rings that you try to complete, right? Okay. And, and you get a certain number of points for the percentage you complete uh, throughout the day with a maximum possible of 600. He didn't know, he wasn't really paying attention to how it worked. So the first day of the competition, he only wore his watch when he exercised. So I finished ah, with like... Ah, so you got all your standing points in. Well, I got, I, I also went yeah. for a run that morning. Um, yep. I had done the standing. I had done uh, just regular movement as well. And through all that... I instantly had a 200-point advantage, at which point I realized, okay, all I have to do at, at the worst-case scenario is max out every day, and I've got this, and then I've got bragging rights for, for defeating somebody 20 years my junior. <laughs> right. Which I did. So if you followed me on Instagram, and thank you for that, you'll have noticed that I have been running for the past seven freaking days in a row. A 5K every morning when I wake up, Good Trent. Lord. And oh. and sometimes on the days he would also exercise, it would be elliptical at night as well. Um, mm. At which point I told him again, I I have I have won, and I will never ever ever do this again. Yeah, because I you, George, you went out you went out on a high note. I no no I'm 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 a broken man, Trent. <laughs> I am a broken broken man. My core muscles are sore. My leg muscles are sore. Because between all of that, I collectively, over the span of seven days, traversed a marathon, okay? one w Granted, one spaced out over seven days, which, you know, why else would you do it? Don't do it, right. like, all in one day. What the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, unless you're the, the, the one lady that was mentioned on the, the Goldbergs a couple weeks ago who uh, just rode the subway. <laughs> I get that reference. Yeah, I, I never, I never, I never remember that story. But uh, still, Goldberg's one of my favorite shows. It's just good quality, consistent entertainment. Yes. Um. So, so that's why I had been doing all this running, and I, I did not get a good night's sleep last night. So I joyfully slept in this morning. Um. And and the damnedest thing too with the weight watch, staying within points on Weight Watchers or WW, and and doing all that, you would think, my gosh. With all that exercise, Will, you must have had such a weight loss, right? I'm sure that's what you're thinking. Yeah. What's your guess, Trent? What's your guess? Uh, Eight pounds. That would be wonderful. I lost two fucking pounds. Pardon oh, my shit. French. Dang it. Two pounds. <laughs> two. But that's because, and now there's, there is a science behind this, though. Because I was exercising every day, and, and whether I realize it or not, because the runs were so close together, I like I was thinking, wow, this run is going really lousy. My pace must just be crap. No, I'm subconsciously actually running a little bit faster. So I'm constantly basically breaking my muscles down to a certain point. So what happens when that sure. does that? You get some inflammation and your body retains a little more water. In the next couple of days, I will find out how much weight I have truly lost because I know yeah. I'm feeling leaner, but... Yeah, I was just going to say, and, and, you know, muscle, you're gaining muscle at the same time, and that's going to um, uh, balance, not really balance, but as you're gaining muscle, that won't necessarily be just fat lost, right? That you're, you're measuring the gravitational pull on you, not like density of body percent fat. Right. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, numbers and science and math, that's, that's at least, yeah. that's what I'm going to attribute to. Uh, but seriously, two pounds, that's so discouraging, man. Yeah, I know. It, like, well, I mean, I've had, like, I've had, I had one week where I was, I was so like saddened because I've, I'm only weighing myself, um, usually just once a week. And then I had one week where I was like, oh man, I didn't lose any this week. Um, and I suffered through so many potatoes. <laughs> um, but then, but then the next time I weighed myself, it had like doubled itself. So who knows, like, if I just, you know, had drink more water that night before I weighed myself in the morning or, or whatever it's weight is weird. It really is. It's, 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 it's bizarre. It is. It's, it's an un, and I, I tell you that uh, one of the programs that I got dragged into uh, because it was free and I'm like, Hey, anything to help myself has you weighing yourself every freaking day, but it does teach you certain yeah. things. Like uh, if, even though I was staying within points for this particular program, if I have like tater tots the night before, I guarantee you, I will go up the next day because totally. yep. of they're high in in uh, salt and yep. some other stuff. I don't know. I'm convinced Oil. they just expand. Yeah, that yeah. too. Yeah. So hey, but speaking of which, speaking of your potato thing, 
Oh, dude. You never realize the way something as silly as our little podcast can affect people. It seems you, my friend, through talking about your uh, your potato hacking, you are changing lives. You are getting well, people to give it a shot. I, I you know, I, it's it's working for me. Um, and yeah, it the the first little bit was hard as balls, but but it's just like anything. You do it long enough, you kind of learn the tricks to it, and it becomes bearable. And before it becomes not too long habit, but yeah, we're we're there's a few people that have been tweeting along, like uh, Caper Girl Mel. And um, was it uh, who's tweeting with us today? Was it Mike Driscoll? Uh, um, Fat Greg is all I was remembering. Oh yeah, Greg Soley. Excuse me. Yeah, Greg Soley. Um, yeah, and and props to Caper Girl Mel. She's looks like she's got some success on it. Um, it's not easy. Like I feel like all I'm ever doing with my free time is peeling and cooking <laughs> effing potatoes. Like I swear to God, that's all I do. Um, but t- dude. So over the weekend, um, I I think I found my best snack uh, of all the potatoes. This this and, intrigues me. I saw this yeah. earlier. This intrigues me. Yeah. So so uh, I bought a a industrial like a commercial um, fry press, right? So you you can cut fries out of potatoes. Um, and now what I'm doing, um, because the the best parts, or at least the easiest way to, the the parts that cook the fastest are the ends, right? Right. And so I've just started chopping up the fries now and baking them all as like fry bits, you know, kind of like at the very bottom of your of your McDonald's uh, uh, fry sleeve at the end, there's those fry bits down at the bottom. Oh, you call them fry bits. I'm, I call them the, the potato leavens. Leavens. <laughs> They're the potato leavens. Can't claim that one. Believe it or not, the back recesses of my mind are retaining that from an episode of Married with Children where they're fighting over the toaster leavens. Oh yes, flipping nice. the toaster over. But no, that's that's good because you're getting you're getting a quicker cook time, and and you probably yeah. get some something along the lines of those picnic potato snacks we used to have as kids. Yeah, like they're the the, the they taste a lot like you know um potato sticks. Yeah, that's what uh, I meant. Yeah, yeah, that's that's totally just th- kind of thicker versions of those. They're they're crunchy. Like, um, I've I've apologized to my coworkers because it's by far louder than like a Dorito when I'm eating it. <laughs> uh, but but like, it's by far the best snack and and quickest to cook. Um, it's it's funny how like, you know, my my first week I was like trying. I first tried to like do potato logs. Right. Right. And and then I started doing just like, like, well, maybe I'll like slice chips. And I tried doing potato chips and then I'm like, well, fries might work. So then I started chopping fries and I got the fry cutter and now I'm just doing the bits. And man, I it, as of right now, it's it's by far the best snack um, I've been able to do. Uh, it's crazy, though. Once you cut and cook five pounds fit into a small uh, lunch uh lunch sack size paper bag a brown a brown potato a brown uh, lunch bag uh yep. by the way leroy velasquez wants to know when the swimsuit competition swimsuit portion of the competition is coming up and uh, tom well, sherlock is yeah. pointing out that we uh, all you need is protein and veggies and he also says that uh, your potatoes are delicious and awesome yeah he's he's had some of them uh he's uh the last time he was over uh, he had some some fries he hasn't had the bits yet but everyone that tried them at work was surprised at how good they were today um and the bits i'm telling you the bits are the way to go now how are you cooking them though that's the part that intrigued me the most because uh you know like the best uh crispiest things i make are in what they call an air fryer but really what it is it's a very super tiny uh what is that convection convection oven oven. Yeah. yeah 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 so like uh when you buy an air fryer all it is is it's an upside down hot plate essentially with a fan above the uh the coil and so it's just blowing that air uh directly down onto it so what i do is i put it in my uh breville smart oven for uh 30 minutes at 350 to kind of dry out all the moisture and then after that i dump it in the the air fryer uh for about mm, about another 30 minutes uh every 10 minutes i'll i'll move it around um shake it up and and that's it it's good to go now, let me ask you, Trent, when you're doing all this, because uh, one of the meals I cooked last week, what I did, and, and, and you know, the important thing when you're doing the potato hack is, mm-hmm. uh, now, I'm going to say a bunch of words, but I don't know what they mean, okay? Yeah, yeah. And I'll give you my layman, uh, layman interpretation is what I really should say. 
so the important thing about the uh, the potatoes is you need to cook them. Yes. You need to let them cool, and Correct. then you're going to reheat them. Because the idea is that what you're doing is you're building up these things called resistant starches. And yes. I believe the reason why they're called resistant is because your body doesn't absorb them. So you don't get the negative impact of eating potatoes. The more you go Correct. through this cycle with your potatoes, actually the more uh, resistant starches are created. So yes. like when I was, uh, there was one day I was rushing to make some homemade uh, fries. I don't have the press like you do, so I had to cut my golden potatoes mm. myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to expedite the process, because I was under a tight schedule, I cut them up, steamed them, so that way they would steam faster, yep. mm -hmm. spread them out on a metal tray for cooling, and then threw them in the air fryer. Yeah. They came out perfect, and they were, you know, allegedly uh, along lines with the program. But, but how are how are you preparing yours? At what point are you cooking? At what point are you cutting? And what point, yeah. etc. Yeah. So, uh, so I'll 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 cut them first, uh, peel and cut, and then I blanch them. So that's uh, putting them in in uh, room temperature water, uh, and then putting them in water, and then right to the point of where it boils. And then you take it out and then cool it immediately, very quickly. And that's blanched. Uh, so at that point, you can you could even freeze them if you wanted to at that point or put them in the, like at that point, they won't turn black when they're sitting in water for more than 24 hours. Um, and then I, after that, uh, I will put them in the uh, convection oven. So before I eat them, they're technically have been cooked three different times. Ooh, so you're getting really and that's the reason why, as you mentioned earlier, you're eating about... <laughs> 40 pounds of potatoes a week. A, a week, yeah. No, yeah, I, I go through four or five pound bags. Uh, yeah. And so basically, I think it no, was like, was it, the, it was at the month? <laughs> eight five pound bags. Yeesh. Um, and was it the, uh, basically the month leading up to Thanksgiving is when you started this? It was, no, it was uh, a week and a half before Christmas. Okay, I knew it was one of the holidays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, it was when I started. So so what, It's it's been like two months and I not even I've, that. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. So I've and I and I've gone from one of the my my weigh in was two seventy eight and I'm down to two fifty right now. Oh wow, you're actually throwing out the real numbers. I'm not brave enough to do that. <laughs> but good for no, you. I, yeah, no, it's it's it it's just it's so crazy how like I don't know I, I I think and we've talked about this before too. I think like a huge part of it is just being aware of what you're consuming. You know what I mean? And that's why I think WW does work so well for the people that like. Put in the effort, right? Like you're just being aware of what it is you're putting into your body affects, um, you know, it's it's mind, it's it's the practice of mindfulness in eating as well. It's it's just not mindless shoving things into your mouth. Um, so then when you do eat other things, like you're actually like eating it and enjoying it. Yeah, and 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 like you know you and it also kind of open. The reason why I like that program, God, what did this become a weight loss program? Um, <laughs> but the reason why I like it is because it does kind of make me redefine what I consider food. Like there would never have been a time where I would have said, you know what I'm going to do for lunch? I'm going to crack open a can of tuna. I'm going to crack open a can of cannellini beans, the white beans. And I'm going to get two tablespoons of pre-cooked bacon bits. And and I'm going to chop up some uh, some uh, some baby spinach. I'm going to throw that together. That's going to be my lunch. I would have thought that's gross and disgusting. But you know, when you're like looking for low point food, so that way you can have a normal dinner with everybody, uh, that 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 suddenly makes you kind of look at, well, what works. Another thing I've done with my palate is I've actually reduced salt, uh, probably to the most extreme I ever have in my adult life. I. You know, I don't use it. I will go for more spicy items now over salt. So, like, I'll add uh, either uh, tapatio or maybe even some sriracha sauce to my morning eggs. Uh, I, I use a lot of ground black pepper, like a mm, like a too. madman. Yep. Yeah. But uh, but I will say that that amongst all of this stuff, I really hope that there is kind of a drop. Now that I'm not exercising every single freaking day, because I always I seem to be just stuck in not in a rut. I don't want to say that I've plateaued, right, right. but it really seems like, OK, I'll put the number out there. I'm in the 270s and it seems like my body just doesn't want to leave there. It's like, no, no, no. Right. We've been cruising at some pretty high numbers and we don't want to go any lower. We don't. <laughs> you know, right. 
Uh-huh. And I just, I, I just don't know what to think about that. Uh, but you know what? Let's get off the weight loss crap because uh, yeah, you know, it, it, we're 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 definitely not health experts. We're just dabblers oh, in this gosh, no. crazy world. Yeah. Uh, but I, but I will admit that even the times that I've done um, some potato hacking, you know, we always complain about there is no magic pill that you can take for weight loss. And the truthfully, there it is. It's just a pill this big, and it's called a potato. It really is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and you can eat as much as you want. <laughs> actually, the guy who uh, the guy who was it Tim Steele that wrote the book on this. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, the funniest part was in in studying nutrition, he actually came across an an article from the 1800s that talked about this. I think it was in France. So yeah, like uh-huh. people that have been suffering from overconsumption of food and the rich foods, they say. You know, he stumbled across this article. It's like, put him on a potato diet and it'll bring back some gauntness and some leanness to him. And and, yeah. and it's just like, can you imagine uh, finding something so simple yet so so uh, helpful back even back then? Some some truths are just yeah. simple and easy to follow. Well, um, uh, earlier tonight, uh, if you're uh, following the hashtag NetHeads, I, I tweeted out um, there was a, a gentleman who was on uh, the Rogan podcast not too long ago. Um, and, uh, his name, uh, if I can find it, uh, Chris Cresser, uh, a nutritionist, uh, uh, a proponent of the, uh, keto diet, uh, principally, but he talks, uh, and it's, it, if you click on the link, it goes directly to the point where he's talking about resistant starches and, and how it works and, and kind of the history where he talks about where Tim sale found, you know, these, this, what he kind of based the diet off of, um, from the 1840s. But yeah, it's, it's uh, apparently, uh, and, and this does align with like his his keto rhetoric, um, but like uh, resistant starches were something that you know humans used to eat quite a bit, and then just out of you know the the evolution of of preservatives and the way we prepare food and, and eat it now, they've kind of just disappeared from our diet completely. So so we're still um, evolved to enjoy the taste of of things that have a resistant starch we're just not eating it within the resistant starch form yeah and and i i have to admit you know it sounds horrible and bland to just eat potatoes and i can imagine this would be very difficult if you don't have the ability uh for example to reheat potatoes where you go so you're just eating oh, this yeah. cold slimy thing uh but i will also say that you know if you find what works for you and and I was a big proponent of the golden potatoes uh, because mm-hmm. they have a buttery flavor. Way I found, softer. They cook way faster, too. Yeah, I found I could eat the heck out of those because I just liked the taste. And, yeah, same. And that's really important, obviously. But also, it's it's nice to just kind of reset yourself and get to just eating some nice, easy, clean food rather oh, than yeah. something that's been over-processed. You know, yep. even uh, for those potato skins I mentioned, I was a little off off uh, program, I guess you could say. Uh, but, you know, I got up early to bake the potatoes for the potato skins. And then all of the, as they describe it, the meat that I scooped out, I treated myself to what I would loosely call potato cakes. What are them, what are them dogs doing, man? They're wrestling. Oh, you silly puppies. They can't hear me. Listen to me. I'm, d- <laughs> I'm glad I got to put that in your ears, though. Um so I made some potato cakes, but I made them more along the lines of the potato hack program where I, I, I the only thing I added to them was maybe a little chicken stock to moisten them up. And then uh, on the outside, I actually used potato starch. And then later on in the day, I used some of the leftover, quote unquote, mashed potatoes that I had. And I slowly started adding potato starch until a point where I got something that I could fully press out. And I because I, I stumbled on this, it was another Tim Steele posting. And you could use this as like a gluten-free pizza crust. And I got to say, man, uh, it was it was a tasty snack. It's just a lot of work. So Yeah, I, it's, I, it's interesting because like I, I know um, uh, within, within, you know, the Snake River Plain, um, the it's where most of, you know, the United States potatoes come from. Um, spud nuts are a huge deal, which are um, donuts made. Hey, now. Which are donuts made from uh, potato dough? Yeah, no, seriously, that's what it is. <laughs> um, and I don't know how they're made. Uh, we have a we have a, uh, a a donut shop here in Logan that that is all spud nuts. Um, but yeah, they're they're donuts made from potato dough. I have no no clue. I'm I'm assuming it's probably a similar process that you went through. The article you sent me for the recipe on it, they looked really good. 
Yeah, I even sent you a picture. And they are. They're very tasty. Like, even my daughter said, can I try one of these? And she just horked it down. Well, okay. Yeah. That sounds horrible, but she really, she enjoyed them. It looked like, like, like non. Yeah. Like, like unleavened flatbread. Yeah, yeah. And it, it had a similar texture. It just tasted very clearly like golden potato as well. Yeah. Uh, but I can imagine easily using that as a sauce. You know what? Again, let's stop talking about this crap. Because w- the other thing I want to talk about, Trent, was uh, was the was it's nothing tech. Forget it. I mean, look, there was an art, there was a thing you heard in the news, and this is horrible. Uh, some guy had one of those uh, vape cigarettes blow up in his face, and he ended up passing away. You know, and it and the, oh, and of course, the first thing I think when I hear that is, first of all, how horrible, and two, you know, that's just you don't want to go that way. You don't want to be the no. guy. Who got who got no. blown up by his vaping pen? You know, like like that. That's that's as bad as like like the you know if if that if if the guy who's who's like vibrator uh, lithium ion battery exploded when he was using his vibrator. Yeah, right? exactly. Like there 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 are a couple of ways you just don't want to go, man. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to <laughs> be one of the Darwin Award winners. But even though in that case. <laughs> This guy wouldn't qualify. He was a victim, unfortunately. But, you know, that was like the maximum I had for tech talk because everything else in tech is either depressing or annoying, like the FaceTime bug where uh, for Apple where people could hear audio even before people were accepting that. Like, imagine somebody goes to use Skype for you and you're hearing their side without them even knowing because you're not picking up. That's bad. God. I don't want to talk to that piece of shit right now. Turn it off. No, don't answer it. Oh, hey, what's up, man? Yeah, that's exactly what happened when FaceTime's I called FaceTime's even you. worse, yeah, because people use it as like a phone call. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's. I'm, I don't even know how far it reached because you can make from Apple user to Apple user, you can make FaceTime audio calls too. So if it was, you know, that way, you, you really had some uncomfortable situations happening. But no, that's not what I want to talk about. Uh, as I said, I, I, I approached my family quite rudely and said, everybody shut up. And, and we didn't really get to see a lot in the new uh, Endgame trailer, which is fine. Because as I've said, you can't believe what's in Marvel trailers anyway. Right. And, and yes. there, there are two points that kind of come up. Now, some people have talked about this in detail, so I'm not really going to go into it. But when you look at those teaser trailers, uh, the way people are positioned in two scenes, like when they're walking on the grass outside of the Avengers compound and looking up, it seems like... There's an unusual person size gap between um, like uh, Rhodes and Captain America and and Black Widow. And then uh, when they're walking single file through the uh, the what I'll call the hangar part of the yeah. uh, compound, there seems to be a human size gap there as well. So, you know, it's like, oh, well, what are they taking out? But the thing that I, I found interesting uh, wasn't so much that it appears Cap got his shield back. But this may be one of the few clips we are seeing that may not either not be in the first uh, 15 minutes of the movie or it's definitely not what people uh, are, should be focused on. I felt the same way when the Captain Marvel real trailer first came out because like they showed a scree or something on a table, a doctor, and I think Brie Larson might be in the shot. And the thing that I didn't hear anybody talk about is the fact that Sam Jas- Jackson is there with a gun in one hand and and a, a rag or a bandage to his left eye. And it's to like, his eye, yeah. Nobody's talking about this. Yeah, uh, yeah. And in this case, you know, everybody seems so focused on the fact that that uh, Cap has got a shield back, whether it's the prototype one that right. that was talked Tony about, had. yeah, or whether it's like the uh, the actual one or something else. But the part that uh, that I kind of focused on, that I honed in on, and it wasn't even the fact that his hand is shaking because, you know, that's one of the things that's a positive. Homeboy took a full-on punch from Thanos yeah. when he got smacked down. And, and the only thing we've kind of really seen from that is Cap barely get up off the ground in Infinity War and then fall back down with the, the exasperated, destroyed, uh, oh God, or my God, yeah. or whatever he says. The part that I honed in on is that when that shaking hand goes to cinch down that strap, look at the fingers, people. Those are very dirty fingers. Those are battle-worn fingers. So yeah. I don't. I think what we're seeing there isn't like you know a a damaged cap uh, going back into action. I think that is a a cinching down of the strap in a final uh, commitment of this is it. Uh, 
uh, under the threshold we go uh in in like a final battle sequence perhaps i yeah. hate to speculate on these things because we will never know but again it's just one of those minor details i'm surprised people haven't haven't been talking about but you know I, I i i don't think that it, that this is the route that it's going however it it is always fun when you do the um the the steve rogers route so when when bucky uh took so after cap you know was killed and then came back he he was just steve rogers um, uh, acting, you know, for Shield, uh, but then he 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 underwent a thing where he lost his his uh super soldier serum, and so he aged super rapidly. I doubt that's the case. Mm-hmm. Be kind of a fun fun way to pass the mantle though for for him to uh Winter Soldier, um, is if is if like the he you know he he's hit the the extent that the the uh super soldier serum can can help him and 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 the shaking now is is from age itself. Hey, you know, as long as I'm going to be pedantic, um, why when he was dusted, did the arm also dust on the Winter Soldier? You know, and, um, and so and, all the and, clothes dusted for everyone, too. Yeah. So if I was like if I if I happen to be leaning on a tree when I get dusted, would the tree have gone too? I mean, maybe I know nerd talk. I apologize, everyone. Um, <laughs> but that was the that was the only thing I kind of fixated on. I mean, that and, you know, like, well, why is Rocket going to visit somebody uh, in in some type of fishing shack somewhere, but yeah, yeah, you know. right. <laughs> the funnest part, though, after these things drop, uh, sometimes is to watch the breakdown videos uh, by people just to hear some of the things they go on about. Yes, like uh, one of them saying that, uh, like, there's one rear shot of Thor, and he's holding <laughs> he's holding the axe, and and they were saying like, uh, God, it wasn't. It wasn't where I thought he was. They were saying he was somewhere else. I can't remember the place they were saying in like this review video, and I've heard it come up twice. But I thought it looked more like he was in Thanos's hut on whatever new Titan that he uh, sent himself to in his uh, fantasy land where he's gone or, farming. Or as I will continue to speculate, he's trapped inside the, the uh, reality stone itself. Well, that's a... Oh, I never even thought about that. Yeah. He's uh, just kind of like been sucked into it inwardly but who knows who knows well i don't know because yeah. he got back out and the glove still worked all i know is uh the one thought i keep coming back to i uh, i think the russo brothers really have kind of they really have put themselves in a corner on what this next movie's gonna be i mean yeah because i can't even imagine but but you know much like i have said before as well you know somehow the 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 solving of this has to be the undoing of it. I mean, look how bleak and dismal earth looks with half of everyone gone. You know, you've got empty baseball fields. You've got, uh, whether they're, uh, not used or marooned boats, uh, surrounding the statue of Liberty's Island. Uh, you know, all of these things, posters, now that they're gone, what do we do or, or what have you? Yeah, uh, it's obviously very bleak. So so this is one of those things where you really have to just have some type of undoing. And, you know, I we keep hearing uh, quantum realm. We keep hearing time travel. I love time travel as much as the next guy, but I'm a little worried that that this could be a little too much for the for the major population to go into and accept you know what i mean right well and when you don't have an answer for him just tell him that a wizard did it mm, or in this case a magic glove it's interesting though the the, the point you bring up though of, of like how people are able to gleam so much from trailers um and and you know the the the, the things that they choose to put in trailers um i i think it's super interesting um uh, what fans when uh, dove into the um spider-man trailer uh, and and looking at like the license plates and the boat numbers of things, um, which all cor- uh, the the numbers on the license plates and the boat number correlate to the issues of uh, uh, Sandman's uh, debut in the comics, to Hydro Man's debut in the comics, and to Molten Man's uh, debut in the comics. Um, I mean, t- to me, that's I'm just like, wow, what. Well done, guys. That's impressive. Well, we live in an age where you can get it. I mean, you could not be a super fan, but you could see a number and you could see an image and say, okay, well, let me look up on, on Spidey Wiki when totally. Sandman first appeared. Yeah. Um, 
So we do live in that. But I, I still, I, I will forever fail to notice these. I mean, like details at all. I, I'm just proud of the fact that I noticed that uh, when Miles goes to his uncle's apartment in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. uh, and there's one panning shot, uh, either when Miles is walking in or his uncle is going to open the window, he walks by and it's it's uh, the season two opening of Community and it's Donald Glover standing up stretching in the Spider-Man oh, nice. pajamas. That's yeah, the yeah, old, yeah. Like, like That's one of the few details I pick up on. That's it. I don't notice... Uh, most of these things usually it's well over my head you know watching back on the brilliance of the early episodes of community i never noticed the one episode where there's an entire story in the background of abed getting in the middle not in the middle but uh, getting misconceived as being in the middle of a relationship between a pregnant girl and her boyfriend and eventually delivering their Uh child yeah and all that happens in the background or yeah or or you know i had to have someone tell me but you know that annie's boobs is always visible in the episodes Oh gosh! Or or even in the pen episode where the pen disappears, like yes. there's the hand you can see the monkey's hand come up and steal yep. the pen. Which, by I, seriously, man, I, I I although I did throw a little shade at it about when uh, it it kind of jumped the shark, where you can tell things start going from being interesting to uh, you know they're just trying to see what they can get away with now, or yeah, the yeah, very yeah. concept has snowballed away from them as well. Uh, it, it's still those first, uh, that first season and at least half of the f- second season was just, uh, brilliant and amazing. And it's been fun to go back and watch it, uh, as one of the things, cause you know, I got to do something while I was on the elliptical, right? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. What else are you going to do? My favorite part though, was getting to the end of the second season and it's yet another paintball episode. And my wife's like, why are you watching this again? You just watched this. I'm like, no, that was the end of season it's one. the other one. Oh, by I'll the tell you what, though, the, uh, the as a as a ginormous like uh, GI Joe uh, fan, their their GI Joe episode is like shockingly good. Like, um, no, is, that was is, the end is, of season it's one. The Sorry other about that. one. No, oh. no, you're good. Um, which is how I knew. Um, uh, already was familiar with the production company that uh, is backing um, Jay and Silent Bob reboot film. Uh, because uh, Saban is the the production company that did all the Marvel Mattel uh, uh, GI Joe cartoons in the uh, in the eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. That is that is very true. They did. I weren't they, were they behind, were they behind the Power Rangers too? I'm not sure that they they were never in my wheelhouse. Well, I mean, technically they weren't in mine either. I mean, yeah, I, I, no. I could I could count the number of. Uh, of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers episodes I've seen on my hand. Oh, by the way, <laughs> I just want to uh, I just want to point out to um to uh to uh, my wife's uh to defend my wife. Uh sure. it, it, near the end of the last episode if you're watching the video you saw my daughter come in and you heard on the audio where I, I you know she just said mommy says you need to be done now or something along those lines. My wife uh pointed out she had av- that was all my daughter. That was all the 4-year-old because she She's was literally yeah, she did. She was literally, my wife was sitting in the family room. Uh, my daughter had given her like three of her of her dolls, and my wife was babysitting while my uh, four-year-old told her that she was going on vacation. So then she came in here <laughs> to tell me apparently I was done podcasting for the day. That's awesome. <laughs> that, yeah, see, so she, she used her PTO, Will, to go and be with her dad. Yeah, exactly. That was her vacation. But, you know, it's yep. not like that sounds like we were divorced, though, and she was having to go to daddy's other house. You know what I mean? <laughs> kind of thing. Well, um, did, she ask, did she ask for her Christmas presents again? No, no, she didn't. <laughs> OK, then you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, Trent, I, I have to admit that uh, because of that gift certificate I mentioned on Adam, I do already have my tickets to uh, see captain marvel on the 7th at seven o'clock uh, nice dude i will be taking my my teenage daughter emily to go see it i asked her if she wanted to her response was it was a weird word it was yes with a few s's yes. i'm assuming that means yes like duh yeah i know that's i don't know if they i don't know if the kids say that anymore i uh, what was it the other day i mean it was a while ago but i said i said oh that's rad and sh- and th- and this student was like i really like how you say rad unironically 
And I was just like, <laughs> I I don't know, like if I should be like flattered or like pissed. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> it's fun, you know. Recently, um, I've learned terms like spill the tea, and apparently, you know, it's uh, they refer to each other as sis. It's like, okay, spill the tea, sis. Oh, sis is mad. And at first, I thought that sounded weird, but then I realized look, it's just as stupid as bro. Right? Yeah. Oh, for sure, dude. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure, dude. Now we're just getting caught up in colloquialisms. That's what nobody needs in a podcast, my friend. No. Um. By the way, did you appreciate the uh, the tweet? Now everyone's just listening to a conversation between us. Uh, but I had to laugh about the person that said, I've got a podcast now titled Audio Issues, oh, where we just spend 20 minutes apologizing uh, for the sound on the previous episode. And I'm like, wow, that is like and, the first. And how, uh, yeah, and how it's going to be fixed in the next episode. <laughs> that is that is like 250 <laughs> episodes of NetEds right there. Yep, yep, at least. <laughs> Which, by the way, congratulations, sir, not to toot our own horn, but uh, 290 episodes of yeah. anything. Yeah. And Ming Chen still hasn't dropped episode 300 of uh, I Sell Comics. So if we can crank out a few episodes in a short period of time, we can finally surpass them, suckers. Yeah. We'll do it. And we'll be like, take take that and your like 12 other podcasts that you're working on. <laughs> I, yeah. By the way, I, uh, another thing too that I'm noticing trend wise, there seems to be a much higher participation for uh, weekday recording sessions because, really? well, I mean, we're getting massive engagement on the, uh, on the, on the Facebook side of things and, and the yeah. listenership, uh, is, is, it seems to be higher too. So, Maybe that's something we need. You know, if we could actually put together quality content as well, well think of the things we could do. Easy now. Yeah, it kind of makes sense, though, because, like, oh, dude, there is nothing worse. And it's so weird because, like, if, like, Sundays, I just have, the like, just this dread. And I've had it my whole life, whether it was in school or, or, or work. Just Sunday, like, afternoon into the night, there's just, like, this dark cloud that, like, comes over me and weighs me down. And, like, I'm just dreading the, the next day. But if I have, like, Monday off, I don't have that on Monday going to work on Tuesday. It's only on Sundays, right? So if other people like me suffer from that, uh, it makes sense that they're not wanting to engage with anything. They just, you know, are, are, are in their zone of how am I coping with, with tomorrow? Whereas, you know, middle of the week, they can just be like, oh, yeah, yeah this is cool. I'll watch this. Yeah, I don't think that. I think that's just a universal constant because it, oh. honestly, my least oh. favorite feeling, man, my least favorite oh. time of any single day is about one o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Yes. Because oh. that is the that's the point of the harsh reality that I am now eight to nine hours away yep. from from having to from having to go back to reality. Yep. Yeah. No. Seriously. It, I. I. And it's so bizarre because, uh, 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 for um Civil Rights Day, uh, didn't have that feeling on you know Monday afternoon going to back to work on Tuesday. I was just fine. But by damn this. Any other Sunday, I just, I can't do it. I cannot do it. Well, you know, the problem is that it is, it's just at a complete imbalance. Uh, if you want to look, like if Thanos were looking at the work week, he'd have snapped that stuff away so early on. Because it's like, why would you, why do we work five days and we get two off? Well, that just, mm -hmm. that doesn't make sense. How about four and three? Four and three is well, a much better balance. I think, I think Thanos probably just would have like snapped off. Ooh. The weeks, so we're all yeah, too gross. Uh, so we're only working like, so our week is only four days long, and we're working for those four days. Yeah, a <laughs> uh, good point. Yeah, that, that's the balance that, that Thanos needs. Very true. Uh, God, you know, I now that we're getting closer to it, I really am. I'm in some ways, I'm just dreading Avengers Endgame, but. But do you think that, I mean, like, I'm dreading Avengers Endgame like a Sunday afternoon. Is Do you think that's oh, no, fair? No, no, no. Because, man, I, I just, I don't know. Like, maybe I'm just jaded, but, like, everything's going to be fine. And, and worst case scenario, things get rebooted so that all these people can move on to new careers and we're going to get our next version of all these same characters. Just like, you know, the three and a half, ver well, four now versions of Spider-Man that we've had. 
in yeah, future films. But I but I don't want another Spider Man. I'm really digging. <laughs> I'm digging the path that we've got oh, now. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, but but you know he's gonna grow, man. He's 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 gonna grow out of that role, and as as I think they found in the comics, what right like the most relatable, the most loved Spider-Man is a younger Spider-Man. Um, and, and we've seen them in the comics go through some struggles with uh, him being, you know, now more like a, a Tony Stark type character um, to where that's why they came out with the the ultimate line of comics. And then people were able to get back into like the Spider-Man that, uh, that had regular everyday problems. That's what people want to read about. Yeah. See. Well, I mean, yeah, even in the main in the in the 616 if you will, you know, they had yeah. the, the whole brand new day concept just so they could dial him back to not yep. being married and being a struggling exactly. hoo-ha and Yep. Yeah, I think you're on to something, Trent. I really yeah. do. You know. And that's the way it is. That's the way it is with all comic book characters. Like you can only um Chad Harden talked about this at a con once like you can you can there's there's a central point for all comic book characters and story arcs will pull them from that central point but to keep a readership solid you always have to circle back to that central point the core of who that character is otherwise people will like not like that character anymore yeah that's a very valid point oh speaking of which uh characters i'm torn uh if you go to east i think it's eastbaycomiccon.com you'll see a website that mm, and it oh wait this is a reminder. Have any f- talked enough already? Yeah, I think we have. You're a good point. Let me, Alexa, cancel. Fair Let enough. me just finish up this thought, though. Sunday, there's a in Concord, California, so just over the hill, at a at a hotel I've been to a few times. You know, it's it's not the most top notch hotel in the world, right? You with me so sure. far? Yeah. Hey, you had me at Comic Con, right? Right. Well, John Wesley Ship is going to be there. I oh, have, nice. And I have no other interest whatsoever in going to this thing, except for the fact that he's there. And and I'm yeah. so I'm I'm wondering. I don't like I don't even know what the entrance fee is, but do you think I should go just for that one portion of the experience? Dude, you get it you get to meet a guy who's played the flash twice. Yeah, and more so. I mean he's played how many different he's played I think at least three different flashes. Is it three now? now? Well, yeah. Definitely two. Because he yeah. played uh, the, the the '90s Flash, and now he's the Golden Age Flash, and and the '90s Flash again in both. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so you think I should go? You think I should? Yeah. Why not? Okay. Plus, I'll be honest, dude. Like the 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 cons that are held in um that that like are in like hotel ballrooms are the ones where you get stuff for cheap. Okay. Like, like that. Those those are the cons where you've got like collectors and uh people who are trying to unload stuff. Um, it's, it's, it's not unlike a, like a swap meet flea market type deal for, for comics. Like that's, that's what a comic con started out as right in, in, in like bingo halls and, and hotel ballrooms. Like if you can still find one of those hells. Yeah. Oh God. Do you remember the, the excitement and the fun of just being able to thumb through the back issues and it's like, Oh my God, they've got secret number wars number eight and they've yep. got it listed for, for cover price. Yep. Oh, I, I miss that feeling. This, the yeah. simplicity of it all. Exactly. Now I now I just cry in comic book movies, <laughs> right? Openly weep. <laughs> well, Alexis has told this to bail, and I completely agree. So, uh, in the interim, Trent, I want to thank you for your time. Thank you everyone for uh, tuning in and listening, continuing to support this program. Always appreciate it. Uh, don't forget, we do throw up some uh, new and interesting things on our Patreon page every once in a while to our our wonderful higher tier people. I have got your filled out envelopes right here. They'll be going in the mailbox tomorrow since uh, I don't have. Uh, postcards yet i you are getting a limited edition informational series card based on the dark crystal um so yeah those will be going out uh also when i can i show you how i disseminate the uh the audio for uh smodco's radio production thingamajiggies and um and and you know anything else we can we can push out there we we try to not to mention it's the only place where you can get the full back catalog of netheads episodes commercial free all the premium high res versions they're there available for you. And, and you know, eventually, uh, like I said, we'll, we'll do uh, even more fun things there. I don't know what. Maybe nudity. I don't know. Butts, yeah. Butt stuff. Yeah, well, I, I don't know who's. Maybe yours, not mine. I'm not I'm not going that route. But anyway, that's where, folks. That, that's where we'll launch the Dildonic Institute. There you go. That's where the money is. Money is all. Mm-hmm. If, if there's anything I remember yep. my grandfather telling me, money is in Dildonics. 
Yeah, he was also a little soft in the head. Anyway, folks. Smart man. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Until next time, uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm NetheadWW. He is a part of him. The show is NetHeads on air, and we'll be back soon. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker signing off. Aww. I know, right? But stop being a little Nancy and deal with it. NetHeads. 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 We'll be back soon. Goodbye. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. I wonder how many people are going to give us the wonderful feedback on this one of why have I been listening to Potato Talk for 30 minutes? Yeah, Yeah, right? For 290 episodes, you bastards couldn't put one thing together. Uh, Oh, I will say, Will, if you haven't watched it, man, second season is up on uh, Hulu right now. Legion is, in my opinion, the most daring and best shot. My favorite comic book television adaptation of anything that's ever been made so far. That's the one. That's the Holy FX one, shit. right? Yes, it's it's done by the same guy, the showrunner that's the doing Fargo. I I don't know why I didn't watch the second season of that because I know I was blown away by the first one. Yeah, and oh my god, the, and the first season is just like, man, that it is it is such a mind f. And then out of and like you've got like uh, John Hamm as a narrator now out of nowhere giving us like all these definitions of like what insanity and delusion and like all this like, oh, I'm, I'm only a couple episodes into it. But there is even in the first episode, uh, they work in a dance battle, which I've I'll, I'll, but I've watched that scene at least. I'm not even kidding. 30 times because it is. Oh, it's so good. Legion, man. If anyone is not watching it, do. It's amazing. Listen to the man. He knows. He's got the knowing, folks. Legion on season two, Hulu now. Check it out. Right? Mm-hmm. All righty. <laughs>